Praise the Lord, everyone. I thank the Lord for being here this night, you know, for the opportunity he has given me this night to be here in his presence, giving him thanks, the praise, and the praise that he also deserves. You know, we have to be, at this time and age, we should be more thankful, you know, and not take things for granted, you know, and that's the, that's the opportunity I want to take tonight to give the Lord the praise that, that he so deserves tonight. Uh, at this time, I want the ushers to get ready. Everyone say, God bless the offering in Jesus' name.
Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Uh, esta noche estamos muy agradecidos de tener en, uh, un, nuevo, un nuevo visitante aquí, se llama Luis Chavar. También no sé cómo pronunciarlo más o menos. Pero estás bienvenido esta noche aquí. Okay. All right, everybody said praise the Lord. That's called passing the buck. The Spanish buck, the peso. That's what I did. All right. If you have a Bible tonight, very glad to be in God's house and be here with you. Turning to the book of Matthew, Matthew's account of the gospel. Hmm. All right. In Matthew's account, like you to look at chapter 12 chapter 12 and we will pay strict attention tonight to verses 31 and 32 wherefore I say unto you all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Verse 32. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Now, I know your hearts are beating a little bit faster at the moment. And, uh, and it should be. We should take note that there is an unpardonable sin, and uh, we don't want to go anywhere near that or cross that line. And more than likely, if you're praying and coming to church and reading the Word of God, you will not come near crossing that line. But uh, really what I'd like to focus on in verse 32, where you can breathe a little sigh of relief, is the terminology at the last... Uh, Part of the sentence, last part of the verse. It said, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. I'd like to uh, minister for a little while tonight on the world to come. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. We have something that is stated here by Jesus. And I do remember, and I'm sure you do, from the scriptures, how that there were those that came to tempt him, to try him test him uh, but their motivation I realize that the Lord did say prove me now herewith test me now herewith and you know it's interesting what the Lord said to prove him about anybody have an idea don't scratch your face I might think you're raising your hand okay <laughs> what he said was actually uh, was about tithing and the Lord said And he was very strong about it in the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and verse 10. He said, you know, he said, he asked the question, he said, will a man rob God? And evidently, man or woman will rob God. There are people that are not faithful unto God with their tithing. And uh, it can bring you into some very dangerous ground. And, but more importantly, I wish that people realize that they're hurting themselves in not honoring the Lord with the first fruits of their substance. And I want you to know that it is God's. And I want you to know I had no intentions of saying any of this right now. <laughs> Whoop, God just took a left turn on me, I guess. I felt that sharp last-minute turn, and here we go. But, uh, but it is God's financial plan. And we don't want to, I hope you don't want to, um, let the Lord get the idea that um, you don't have faith in his plan. There's lots of financial plans, and if you watch your junk mail, 
you will probably get all kinds of junk mail on get-rich-quick schemes all the time. And then, of course, you might listen to the radio and the advertisements about all the different pills you could take, a pill to grow on, a, a pill to lose weight on, a pill to get smarter on, a pill to help your memory, uh, a pill to make you beautiful, and, uh, you know, just a pill to take your aches and pains away. And it just goes on forever. And, and all you're doing is paying for sugar water. You could go fix that in your own kitchen. Uh, and people do it all the time. They subscribe to these things. And they'll subscribe to get-rich-quick schemes. And do this, and you'll make a million dollars. And do this, and you'll realize a 50% increase in your income. And so many things that people fall for. And they, they'll take their faith and put it in those things. When I tell you that in this Word of God, there is God's plan. Now, lots of people out there, uh, their last name is, is probably something like Swindle <laughs> and Crook. And uh, people, you know, you'll just, oh, yeah. You know. And here we have Jesus Christ. And we're like, eh, I don't know about that. You know. And uh, think, one penny on every 10 cents. 10 cents on every $1. $1 on every $10. $10 on every $100. And God's financial plan is going to make you prosperous. He's going to see to it. It's important. I tell you, don't put yourself in the category of robbing God. Don't put yourself in the category of not having faith in God. And you're even told the Lord is challenging you. He's saying, prove me now herewith. You know, he's telling you. You know, step up to the mark and watch what I'll do. And I've seen people, uh, I've seen people that would, well, they'll give the penny, they'll give the 10 cents, they'll give the $1, they'll give the $10. They might even give $100 on 1000 But it seems like the more it escalates, the lower their faith goes. And it doesn't matter that God has blessed them all the way up to that, and yet somehow they just can't see you know, oh, if I get that much, I ain't giving that much, you know. And only hurting yourself. And I'm telling you that it's not going to happen on the first day. It's not going to happen on the first week of the first month any more than the day after you sow corn in this beautiful, rich soil, this muck land. You're not going to get corn the very next day after you sow the corn seed, okay? And, and you're not going to get the full corn in the ear in a week, Maybe not even in a month. They tell me that you can get a crop of radishes, a harvest of radishes, every three weeks under ideal conditions. And that's a pretty quick return if you think about that. Just 21 days. So I'm saying to you, God can bring the blessings and God's financial plan works. You make sure that you honor the Lord. You hear me? And I've told the children, you get a dollar you make sure you give 10 cents. And you get that envelope and put your little 10 cents in there. And God is looking. God honors faith that people will put in Him and His ways of doing things. You don't really need Smith Barney. You don't really need these other ones that are constantly having their problems, Goldman Sachs and all these different ones that you read or hear on the newspaper, or the, read in the newspaper or hear on the radio, on the news about the the uh, bank that lost billions of dollars because they ventured out in trying to make more money. And they did something very risky and very foolish. And it didn't just cost the bank billions of dollars, but it affected the whole world financially. Can you imagine that? The, the ripples and the waves of what they did wrong affected all through the financial industries of the world, all the mighty capitals of this world. I'm telling you, the devil is setting it up 
for a one-world monetary system, and he's going to bring down, friend. He's going to shake it all up, and they're going. There's there's countries that are there are nations that are losing it financially, and their people are are rioting and going nuts because they don't have the finance to meet their needs, their basic needs of their life. But I'm telling you, God's plan works. You better hear me when I tell you, God's plan works. And God said, prove me. Go ahead and test me. Go ahead and try me. Come on, step right up, God's saying. I'll open a window of heaven, and you'll be embarrassed for space. There won't be room enough to receive what I will pour into your faithful life. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, no extra charge for that. Let me see if I can get back to where I thought I was going. But we must obey the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and I would never want to be remiss. I, if you want to be blessed, if you want to see your finances improve, honor God. You honor Him. And you, you bring it. And you bring it cheerfully. And you bring it quickly. Uh, I tell you what, you get your paycheck, that ought to be the very first thing you do. And if you've got to do without something else, then you do without the something else. And do I understand that bills can come uh, all of a sudden, one, two, three, right after the other, and this paycheck, I'll have to wait two more. Okay, that can happen once in a while. But I'm warning you, you want to stay in a very good habit. And a very good habit is first thing. It's first fruits. It's not last fruits. It's first fruits. You give it first. You give it right off the top, and you give it on your gross. You don't give Uncle Sam his. You give Jesus his. And then we'll take care of Uncle Sam and the rest of it. And I'm telling you, you will see the blessing of the Lord in your life. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Well, anyway, here we go. So, I'm living for the world to come. I want to live for the world to come. There was a woman that was married, and her husband died. And the law, under the Mosaic law, the law came by Moses. And under the law, the provision was that if he had a brother, then his brother was to take care of his widow. And so, it worked out that the brother, the second brother, married the widow woman. Well... I don't know if she was a, what, uh, what, what's that little spider? Uh, but uh, yeah, the black widow or the brown recluse is another one that comes from the islands. And a uh, very deadly little little thing. It's a little spiders. What was that you told me one time? You got to watch them, them quiet people. <laughs> you got to watch out for the quiet ones. Well, you got to watch out for those little itty bitty spiders. Some of those are the, are the worst ones. And, um, and uh, so the second brother died. And so went through seven brothers. I'm telling you, this woman must have had some venom somewhere, huh? Maybe she was just a bad cook. She needed some lessons from some of you ladies. And uh, so uh, these, these religious people came to tempt Jesus. They didn't, they didn't come to prove him with the right attitude. They didn't come to test the Lord with the right attitude. Their heart wasn't right. They came to catch him in his words. They, they wanted to prove him wrong. They, they wanted to make him look like to be an imposter or something. And so they, when he, he told them, he said, why, why are you tempting me? Why are you testing me? He said, first of all, he said, you don't know the scriptures because they asked, Who, whose wife is she going to be in the resurrection? Because she had seven husbands. Now, whose wife is she going to be? And she didn't have seven husbands at the same time on this earth. Let's get that straight. Her name was not, what was her name, honey? I forgot her name. <laughs> what was that blonde lady, whatever her name was? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. She's probably 102 by now, if she's still living. Can't remember her name. You probably wouldn't know who she was anyway, but, you know, she's married quite a few. But this woman did it by the law. He died, and then she got remarried. And another one died, and that happened seven times. So, so they want to know, whose wife is she going to be in the resurrection? And Jesus said, you do not know the Scriptures. And that's something that you wish that I uh, witnessed to a woman the other day. She uh, actually was a financial person. And I got a chance to witness to her, and I had Diego with me. And I said, um, I told her, I said, you know, uh, a lot of times people will, preachers and different ones will tell you, religions will tell you to accept Christ as your personal Savior. And I said, but you know, 
those instructions and those words are not in the Bible. Nowhere. I said, but repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's in the Bible. And she goes, been there, done that. Right about then, you know, you want to reach across the desk and just pop, 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 pop. You know, you really just want to do that. But uh, we just kind of sat back as she got, got up and went out of the room. And we looked at one another and we just shook our heads like, oh, yeah, like, wow. Oh, man. And many people are so know-it-all. Many people are, unfortunately, and I told him, I said, you know, uh, you really begin to see that there is a blindness. The devil does blind the mind. And that you could, if a person was naturally blind, you could sit there and wave this paper in front of them all day long and, and get mad at them because they don't see what you're waving in front of their face. And, uh, and it's because they're blind. And uh, people are spiritually blind. The Bible teaches it, that the God, small g, lowercase g, God of this world, he blinds the minds of people less than any time they should see. He doesn't want them to see this truth. He does not want And so you and I have to realize that Jesus taught, and he said, blessed are your eyes, for they see. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Blessed is your mind, for it understands, it perceives. And the, these, uh, these religious people did not. Jesus told them, you do err concerning the Scripture. You, you're not getting this right at all. And uh, he began to teach them about the resurrection. He began to teach them about those that would be worthy, be counted worthy to be in that resurrection in that world to come. And it's that world to come that we want to learn about. It's that world to come that we want to be thinking and praying about, qualifying ourselves about, that it doesn't matter about down here. Because this is going to roll up like a scroll. This is going to fall into a bottomless pit. This is going to burn, my friend, like being thrown in a furnace of fire, the Scripture said. At the end of the world, that's what's going to happen. That the tares, Jesus did another thing, and he talked about the harvest, and he talked about the tares. And he said, you let them both grow together. And he said, the time is going to come. And the disciples asked, what are you talking about? expound this to us and he began to do that and he began to talk about the end of the world he began to talk about the angels would be the reapers and how that they would reap the harvest and how that they would be took taken into the kingdom of god adverse to those that would be uh children of the wicked and of the wicked one and they would be the tares. They would be the lookalikes. They would be the ones that could talk it but couldn't walk it. And they, could, they would be used of the enemy to confuse people. And they would, they, the Bible said an enemy came and sowed the tares. And Jesus expounded that to them and said the enemy is the devil. And he's the one that comes and sows the tares. And these are the children of the wicked one. And they're going to be there to confuse people. You better tell yourself that everybody that says Jesus isn't of Jesus. You better wake up to that. I'm telling you, I heard a song today on, on WSWN. And the song was all about Jesus. And Jesus is the healer. And Jesus is this. And Jesus is that. And I'm screaming at the radio. I say, yeah, but you won't baptize in his name. You know, and I'm like, it's so frustrating. Of course it is. But we've got to remember to whom it is given. Blessed are your eyes and ears and mind. It's given to you. How blessed we are. How blessed we are that we've had our understanding open and that we're living for the world to come. God help us not to treat it lightly. Not to treat it lightly. Not to be ho-hum about it, you know, but to realize just how great this really is and that we're living, we're living for the world to come. And in the midst of it, there's going to be people that are going to say it wrong and they're going to think it wrong and they're going to do it wrong. They're going to practice sin. They're going to follow the wrong things. They're going to chase after the wrong things. They're going to pursue the wrong things. Their ambitions are going to be carnal. Their desires are going to be very natural. And they're going to want to be uh, involved with everything that's going on out there. And they're going to look like the rich man looked at Lazarus with disdain and, and just a condensation, just looking down and, and saying, I don't want nothing to do with that. All that guy, I saw somebody had a 
thing on the back of their window of their truck today, and it said, my life. And it said, hunting and fishing and named all these things. And at the end it said, wife. <laughs> and I wanted to say, my life, church, church, and more church. <laughs> Going to the world to come, friend. Running for the world to come. Amen. And I'm, I'm planning on my wife going to that same place. And I hope she never takes a detour because if she does, I ain't going. I'm planning to go straight on to heaven. And that's vice versa too. You know, if I detour, she should go straight on. We're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. Going to heaven. That's our goal. That's what we're reaching for. Amen. Amen. I want, uh, I want you to, to go to heaven with me. I want to go, and I want you to go with me. And uh, I'm sure that most here that have someone close to you, I'm sure that you want them to go to heaven with you. But whoever it is, should they walk out, should they go in a different direction, and you've got to stand the test. And tests will come. Trials will come. Tribulation and persecution will come. And Jesus did teach about the, this seed, this good certified word of God. This seed would fall on the ground and it would be right on the top. And how that people won't let it sink. What did Jesus say? Let these sayings let this word, let this chapter verse sink down into your ears. But not everybody does that according to the word of God. And that it stays on the top. And it doesn't take any, it just doesn't get down. And so the buzzards come. The buzzards of hell. And they snatch that seed away. And they hardly get out of a Holy Ghost service. And hear the preaching, hear the singing, be a part of the worship. And they get out the door and it's all gone. The enemy has just swooped in. Family pulls up. Friends pull up. And next thing you know, they're heading to the bar or heading to the club or heading somewhere, doing something carnal. And they believe for a while, but it's very brief. And their believing just runs out of fuel. I told one of the little boys the other day, I said, do you know why the orange stopped in the middle of the road? Because he ran out of juice. Well, that's why some people stop living for God because <laughs> they run out of faith real quick. They're, they run out of obedience real quick. And uh, that's what these that fell on the, on the top of the earth. They, they believed for a while, but it was a very short, brief season. And, uh, and then the seed, the Bible said it, it fell upon the, the stony ground. And there, it, because of the rocks and the stones, it didn't get much depth of earth. And you know, when you get stubborn, you know, my wife says I say that word wrong, but I say it wrong so you'll remember it, okay? But you get stubborn and, uh, and you, you resist. Uh, that's those rocks in your head. That's a heart full of rocks and, the, and the, the seed isn't getting down there. It's not getting down into the good depth of the soil of the earth. The Bible did talk about digging deep, digging down deep and starting to lay a foundation on the rock you got to dig down deep i got to witness to a couple the other day from uh somewhere up near daytona and they had come down and and they met us at the church and got to talk to them and they asked they said are you non-denominational and i said well i said we're a continuation of the one church that jesus started i said you know he started one church and of course she had a t-shirt on with all kinds of scriptures all over it and and uh i don't know what he had but uh and I said, uh, I said, he started one church. I said, they, I said, right? And they said, yeah. And I said, and that church is universal. It's for everybody. And I said, we're a continuation of that church. And I said, if that makes us non-denominational, then I guess we are. I said, back in the day with Jesus, it was scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians and Maccabees, and those were the denominations of those days. And I said, and today we have all kinds of things. And I said, but we're before all of that. I said, we're what, what Jesus started. We're the church that he built. 
we're the church that he gave birth to. And I said, we're a continuation of that. And I went on to tell them of Acts 2.38. And so I'm saying to you that, that people, people need this truth. People need this message. We want to get that seed to fall down deep. And even the third case, the Bible said that the seed fell upon the thorns. And he said that in expounding that, he said that's the cares of this life. He said that's the deceitfulness of sin. You know, sin is deceiving. And the devil tells you it's going to be all right. He tells you everything's going to be great. You're going to be so happy and so much fun and everything's going to work out. You're not going to have any of those restraints and any of those rules anymore. You know, nobody's going to be twisting your arm. Let me tell you, nobody's ever twisted my arm in 43 years of living for God. And Brother Weekly's lived longer than that, Sister Weekly and others, and they, nobody's twisted their arm. I'm happy to be in the church. I'm happy to be a son of God. I'm happy to be in the body of Christ. I'm happy that I have eyes to see and, and a mind to understand and perceive and hear the Word of God. Very thankful. Very thankful. Give the Lord a big hand. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, the last case, the seed fell upon the good ground. Must have been muck. Fell upon the good ground. I always like to tell what my pastor said. He was from originally Mississippi and Louisiana, farmland. His parents were farmers, and he grew up on the farm. And, and so then having been down here and pastored here, and he said uh, out there, he said it takes three seeds to get one plant. He said it takes one seed to push, one seed to pull, and one seed to come up. He said, here in Belglade, he said, you plant one seed, and you have to jump back and get out of the way. So I told those folks that the other day at the church. They seemed to get a big kick out of that. And, uh, but that's how good this, this muck is. Well, let your heart be that way. Let your heart take the Word of God and just bring it in in faith and believe what He's saying. Believe Him. Trust Him. Everything about His Word is right. I don't need the plans and the schemes and the crocked up, hatched up ideas of people that are just trying to take it, really take advantage of you. I don't need what they have to say. I need the Word of God. I need the chapter and verse. I don't need to lean to my own understanding or their understanding. I need to, to acknowledge my Lord. You're right. I want your way. Whatever you say, Lord, let me do it your way. Teach me. Show me. Open my understanding to it. And let the seed fall upon this good ground of my heart. Let it find fertile lodging soil and place. And let me begin to bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. A great yield. And I tell you, the Word of God can produce in one service. And I'll give you chapter and verse for that. The Apostle Peter was approached by some people that knocked on the door. And the Lord told him, you go with those folks and you don't doubt anything. And so, and it was a big challenge because Peter was raised up Jewish. These folks were not Jewish. As Jesus said in His Word and as it was written in prophecy and in His name shall the Gentiles trust. Gentiles were anybody that wasn't Jewish. And these Gentiles came knocking on the door. And Peter answered the door. And the Lord already told him, you go with them and don't you doubt anything. And you know, I don't want to mess up God's plans. And I'm telling you, God's got good plans for you. God has great plans for this church family and this program. God's got great plans. You don't, you, you want to believe that. You want to believe that. You don't want to listen to the devil. You don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> you, want to, you want to stay with the church. You want to stay with the plan and the program. Okay? And, if it, and it's going to cost you. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about it's going to cost you you, okay? If you want to save your life, you've got to be willing to lose it, meaning you've got to be willing to invest it. You've got to invest it in Jesus. You've got to give your, you've got to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You've got to put yourself into this. You can't have what the farmer called fallow ground. That's the reserved place, holding back. Ananias and Sapphira did that, fifth chapter of the book of Acts. They held back. They, uh, they, talked it over it was premeditated it was a hatched out plan and they decided that they weren't going to give it all to God 
And so the next thing you know, the church was having two funerals, one for the husband, Ananias, and one for his wife, Sapphira. And they, they, uh, they hadn't hardly got back with, from burying Ananias, and, and Peter was talking to her in front of the church, and she was lying in front of the church. And the Lord, I mean, Peter said, how is it that you could agree together not just to lie to me, but that you're lying to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and what are you thinking? Obviously, you're not. And he said, take a look at their feet. You see the muck all over their toes? Well, that's because they just got back from burying your husband. And now it's your turn. And she fell down dead. And you know, the Bible said it brought great fear upon the church. I hope that God doesn't have to do something among us to strike fear into your heart it's so much better just to believe him it's so much better just to take him at his word no wonder the bible said the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom i respect you lord i respect you do you know that do you know that um <clears throat> mike tyson most of you probably know who mike tyson maybe was i don't know if the dude's even alive anymore i think he is though and uh he was you know heavyweight champ at an early age and Iron Mike, Mr. Bad, and uh, knocked a lot of people out in the first round, sometimes in less than a minute. And uh, you know why he started losing? Because he lost his pastor. He lost his trainer. And he didn't have his trainer to listen to. And he forgot the different things that his trainer taught him, and he started losing. And his life started going downhill and got him in a mess. But anyway, Iron Mike uh, got in trouble. And when he got in trouble, he got in trouble with a woman. And when he got in trouble with a woman, she did, like most of them are going to do, with a high-profile person like that. It's all about money. And so she cried that she said no. And uh, he wound up convicted, and they put him in jail. And when they were in jail, all the, the men got around him, and they said, you ain't the champ in here. And they beat him down. They beat down the world champion right there and right then in that prison. And he cried out and he said, okay, okay. He said, I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I respect you, Lord. I respect you. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name, reverent eternal is thy name you are god i'm not into tempting you lord jesus told the devil thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god oh friend you don't do that you don't want to tempt him you do not want to play games with him you do not want to do that you want to respect him you don't i hope <laughs> i hope you don't need a beat down to cry i respect you lord okay i hope not and that doesn't mean every time you get sick or every time you have a problem, that doesn't mean that's happened. But I am just warning you, telling you, that you'll be a whole lot happier in days ahead and eventually eternity ahead because we're talking about the world to come, that you go through this life respecting the Lord, putting the Lord first. What he says, he means, do not err, my beloved brethren. And Jesus looked at them and their swaggering ways and their smart aleck ways and who they thought they were. And he said, you do err, not knowing the Scriptures. He started talking about those that were going to be counted worthy. Those that be counted worthy. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us. Because we're talking about the world to come. We're talking about the world to come. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Everybody said, hallelujah. The Bible talked about a good man. That out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. Good things. Let the treasure of your heart, remember your heart, the seed of your thoughts, your intellect, and your emotions. Good treasure. Treasurest up good things. Treasurest up good things. And the Bible said, you'll bring forth good things. You'll be speaking good things. You'll be doing good things. Because it's all going to come from your heart. Remember, he went on to say, and an evil man, 
out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So we want to we wanna be sure that we're working on having a, a good treasure, good things in our heart, spiritual things in our heart, righteous things in our heart. And everybody said, praise the Lord. I want you to know I saw somebody today, and uh, in seeing this person, it always gives me a feeling of dread and just unsettles me in my mind. And uh, after the person came in my view and then went out of my view, uh, and the attitude that I saw them displaying, the, what they were giving off, what was coming off of them. And I was reading scripture. Uh, it was earlier this morning, and we were after man up. We had some men up, and we had some men down. Thank God for the, the men up. And uh, bless your heart. I know those days will happen, though. And uh, we went out, and we sat down, and we read the Bible. And I read later on, I read that Jesus said, He that scattereth from me, he that, he that doesn't gather unto me, is scattered from me. And you know, I've watched that. I've watched people not gather around the church, not build their life around the church, not build their thinking and get that good treasure built it around the church. They didn't do that. And pretty soon there was an evil treasure, and evil thoughts and evil ideas, things that were unbelief. And they begin to speak the wrong kind of things, say the wrong kind of things until they wouldn't, what did the Bible use the word? They dissembled. And they begin to break up and they begin to go away from and they begin to get carried away. You read that no doubt in the book of Galatians and that even even the apostle Peter was affected by a spirit that began to cause them to begin to withdraw and pull away. And the apostle Paul withstood him to his face and he said because he was to be blamed. And you know, you never get too big, no matter how the devil makes you feel. You never get too big, but what? You can't be rebuked. And remember, open rebuke is better than secret love. It's better. It was better that Mike Tyson took the beat down. Because had he not, they would have killed him. They would have killed him. Just as simple as that. You know, there are certain groups, gangs, whether in prison or out, but you can, you can just look at them wrong. And friend, you got a beatdown coming, and they might kill you just for looking wrong. And you might not even know that you were breaking a rule. And this, the devil in this world, they got a lot of rules out there. And yet people chafe and, and complain about this book, this book of life, this one who's trying to help you to go to heaven. This one who's trying to give you eyes to see and ears to hear and a mind to comprehend, to understand what all he's saying. Disciples came and said, tell us what this means. Expound this unto us. And so he did. So he did. I pray that you trust and I pray that you believe and that you will understand that we're talking about the world to come. Don't live for this world. If you gain the whole world, the book said, but you lose your soul. And if you gain the whole world, you will lose your soul. And what good is it? What good is it? I, I had to go be with a man the other day, 85 years old, watching him take his last breath, watching it, couldn't hardly talk. And he'd try to, so he could speak loud enough for me to hear him. And then he, he couldn't. And uh, at one time, very sharp mind and a very good businessman. Wasn't, I think, within 24 hours, he was dead. And I have to go Friday to, to do his funeral. And uh, it's very sad to see people going out, their last breath, leaving this world, leaving it without having believed the word of God. Very sad. 
very sad indeed. While we have this beautiful opportunity, there are 7 billion plus people in the world. And you and I have the truth. We not only have eyes to see it and ears to hear it, but he's given us a mind to understand it. Help us, Jesus. Help us. Let's stand together. Let's remember. Let's get our focus refocused. Let's get the lens and clarify it, and dial it in and realize that I want to go to the world to come. I want to be with Jesus for all of eternity. <clears throat> There's nothing. And I'm going to tell you to help you. That blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is built around an unforgiving spirit. Because you remember, if you won't forgive, neither will your Heavenly Father forgive you. So whoever he is, you better pray and ask God to help you forgive him. And whoever she is, you better pray and ask God to help you to forgive her. And you better tell God, what did he, what did he say when you pray? Pray out in this manner. And one of the things was, deliver us from evil and forgive us of our trespasses and our transgression, even as we forgive others. I don't want to have anything against anybody, especially somebody in the church, somebody that has the truth. I want to forgive. Now, I've had to forgive. I had to forgive somebody not too long ago that don't <laughs> mind doing you wrong. Friend, I couldn't even, I'd lose all my, I'd, I would use all my fingers and all my toes and have to use my shoulders. Count how many ways they'd done me wrong and that might have been in one day <clears throat> and it had been many days and I looked at that person and I said I am offering you my forgiveness there was a man standing by and said man senior pastor he said you just grew in my eyes and I said well I said I pretend to keep my side of things right because I want to go to the world to come and I'm not going to let the devil through anybody keep me from that I hope by the grace of God keep me from going to that world to come. Then the devil wins. And I don't want the devil to win. Because he's nothing but a big L. He's a big loser. That's all he is. He chose the wrong side. He went against God. And I don't want to hit that spirit to get a hold of me. I don't want to go against leadership. I don't want to go against the word. I don't want to go in the wrong direction. I don't want to be doing things and taking steps that are absolutely doing that. I want my Father to give me strength and help me. And I want to do the things that will put strength in me. And there's times, as the Bible said in the book of Psalms, around Psalm 81, somewhere in there, said, uh, passing through the valley of Baca. My wife would like that. Her and the kids have that word, Baca. Baca, Baca. It means you're going to get a spank. Passing through the valley of Baca. Said you, uh, it's a valley of tears. But it went on to say that you would go from strength to strength. And you know, growth comes from struggle. Growth comes from the trying and the testing times. Growth comes through those things. And God wants to put strength in us. He wants to help us to grow. And he wants you to grow strong enough to where you can resist the devil. And he will flee from you. He wants us to be able to truly go forward in the power of his might, to conquer spirits. I don't, want, I don't want the devil to be the one that gets to go forth conquering and to conquer, as it is said in Revelation at Antichrist. Friend, I want to show him I'm coming with Jesus, buddy. I'm coming with him. David went out there with Jesus, and he whooped the giant. He just didn't know his name was Jesus right then. But we do, because we're looking back. We know his name is Jesus. Everybody said amen. Whatever your problem is, whatever your hang-up is, however your, your net is all tied up, if you will do it God's way, he'll untangle that net. He'll make it all work out. Or you do it the devil's way, and he's going to keep you twisted up and tied up and knotted up in your heart until he pulls you down to that place called hell. And then who's the loser then? So you think about that because the Lord's a forgiver 
of all manner of sin and blasphemy. All manner. Blasphemy is offensiveness. It's, it's, it's to speak offensively in the extreme. So I didn't say blasphemy the whole I said blasphemy generally. So you tell yourself that God can forgive all manner of sin and blasphemy. His blood is so great, he will wash me. I'm talking about getting ready for the world to come. Everybody said amen. amen. You never know when you're going to go. Think about that. You read in the newspaper a day or two ago about a guy that drove his truck right up on somebody's front porch, just obliterated the whole front of the house. And I, I don't know, but one person that was sitting out there got killed and others got uh, hurt and wounded. And then a young man drove his truck. He was really a very smart young man. He wanted to hurt his girlfriend. He wanted to scare her. So he drove his, his pickup truck into his girlfriend, her mother, and a bunch of little children that were family because he wanted to scare her and hurt her. So when he did that, he drove the truck into them. He killed the woman's, his girlfriend's mother, and he sent a bunch of them to critical care unit in the, in the hospital. And he thought about it all after a while, and then he went and turned himself into the sheriff's station because he realized he did wrong. Talk about getting your mind all twisted up and getting, getting you to do things that make no sense. And the devil, is he's out there doing that to people constantly, left and right. I'm telling you, get into church. Don't make errors and mistakes concerning this thing. Let's, let's get taught. Let's get trained. Let's get a spiritual mind because we're living for the world to come. Not for this world, for the world to come. Let's lift our hearts with our hands, shall we? And as you pray, I want you to come and gather around the front for prayer tonight. Come and worship. Come and pray. Come and call on that name. That name is Jesus. That name is above every name. I love you, Jesus. Let's be happy because we know him. We know him. Everybody's invited. Everybody's welcome. Come and join us for prayer.